consider yourself resilient? And what does that even mean to you? In this podcast, Resilient Entrepreneurs with Two for One, we chat with business owners about what resilience means to them. And we go deep. What we've learned running our own businesses, you're never alone, even when it feels like it. So tune in anytime to this podcast. We're always here for you, celebrating resilient entrepreneurs just like you. We're Lauren Vicky from Two for One, a marketing company for early stage business owners who want to launch, grow, and be resilient. As a business owner, a builder and creator, a change maker, an entrepreneur, have you ever noticed how things can be great for a time? You're nailing it, you're meeting and exceeding goals, and then something small shifts and you're just not as much in flow. You know, when you feel like maybe you've lost your mojo. We've experienced that too, which is why speaking with Mia Munro was so reassuring and pretty intriguing. Mia is the founder at the Human Reinvention Academy and a mentor and business strategist. Mia is an Amazon bestselling author three times, not just once, and an international speaker. She's created leading edge methodologies for the reinvention of humanity. And we go into some of that in this episode. We also spoke with Mia about tangible ways to be resilient including how to thrive on every level. Her book, The Human Reinvention Formula, is available on Amazon, and in the show notes, we've included a link to a free ebook version just for you. In this podcast, Mia shares real-life advice and steps to thrive. She talks a bit about biohacking, brain detox, and other things we can do for our mind, body, and spirit to really be the best version of ourselves. Hello and welcome to today's episode of Resilient Entrepreneurs. Over the years, you may have followed us two for one, and you may know our previous podcast, A Level Up Your Marketing with Vicki and Laura. We help brilliant business startups to launch and grow, and we know to be successful, it takes resilience. We hope these conversations will inspire you to stay the course, to grow into your goals, and to live the life of a resilient entrepreneur. So let's get right into it. So we have Mia Munro in the house today, and it's so exciting to have you here, Mia. You've become a dear friend, and I feel blessed for it. And although we haven't known each other for a long time, it feels like we've known each other for a lifetime. <laughs> it's funny how some friendships are like that. And so Mia Munro is a founder of the Human Reinvention Academy. She's a mentor and a business strategist. She's a best-selling Amazon author, three times, not just once, international speaker, and she has created a leading edge methodologies for the reinvention of humanity. And I can't wait to hear more about that. And there's so much more that Mia is and has done and is still doing for humanity and in the world. So it's wonderful to have you here, Mia, on the Resilient Entrepreneur podcast. Wonderful to be here. Thank you. So we like to start with a bit of an icebreaker. And we want to know, what was your first job and how old were you? <laughs> well, I could go right back to when I had a pretend restaurant where I used to do toad in the hole with rocks and serve it to my parents. But I'll go to a real job. <laughs> I think so everyone's on something like that when they were little. But my first job would have been as a nanny. But the job that I, like soon after that one, the job that really meant something to me was when I was 15 years old. And I decided I went to the local hospital, uh, like a medical hospital, sort of aged care. And I decided that I wanted to be the first nurse aide in New Zealand who was 15. And apparently that's illegal. You're not actually allowed to work and get a job at 15. So I waited 
I created a proposal, I believe. I don't remember a lot of this, but mum tells me. And the second, it was the 1st of March of my 16th birthday, I had the chance to go in and become the first youngest nurse aide in New Zealand. So that was working alongside the nurses. So that was a pretty exciting story. And I guess kind of set me up for my whole life as an entrepreneur. I think if you start doing that stuff that young, it's a bit of an indicator that you're not really prepared to follow the mainstream and you're probably going to be a little bit of a rebel, which has turned out that way quite accurately, actually. But yeah, amazing experience to go in at such a young age and start to, you know, (laughs) this is my mind, start to shape the future of the medical system at age 16. (laughs) Yes. I gotta love that. Tenacity. (laughs) (laughs) And vision. And that speaks to vision, right? And I guess that's what entrepreneurs really, that's the basis, that's the foundation of it being an entrepreneur is having a vision and wanting to make it real. Yeah, I've always had vision from a, a little girl. I'm sure like many of us, I've always seen, it's like I was plonked on this earth and it was like I was here to see some of the biggest problems in the world and then spend my entire life, you know, finding solutions to walk through it. And it's not an easy path because, you know, sometimes I think it would have been easier. I actually did go on to become a nurse and then a clinical teacher. And then I was managing a private hospital at the age of 24, 25 years old. So, you know, that would have been in in many ways a career where I could have at least had some sense of stability, although I don't know if nursing really is stability, but there was a part of me that always looked for, for more. And I think when I was in the medical system and I started seeing so many patients come in and then we would help them, you know, become well again and this really links to where I am now then they would come back like a year later with the same illness so nothing was really changing and that's where I started getting really passionate about like what okay, this is this is wonderful. We have this system. I'm not sure if I can call it a healthcare system in uh, New Zealand and Australia. From my perspective, probably it's more about, you know, medicating or treating disease rather than helping people be healthy and became, you know, really passionate about how do we, where does health start? Where is, you know, where does it end? And how does this have an impact on us being super resilient human beings? You know, because no matter what, as humans, I think no one has a sweet sweet, sweet ride. I mean, we have sweet ride moments. So we have the sweet ride and then we have the realities of the crash or the loss or the burnout. And then we have the sweet ride again. And I used to think that maybe if I worked all this stuff out one day, I would just have nailed it all. Well, I'm 48 years old (laughs) and I've come to the understanding that that's not the way life rolls and that this is going to be part of life. And that's what I love about what you guys are doing with resilient entrepreneurs, because I think if we can understand resilience, then we can really enjoy the journey when we're on the up, also when we're on perhaps some of those big expansive learning opportunities as well. Oh, I like how you put that, like a learning opportunity, you know, where some people might say it's the speed bump that hits you or the failure. You know, was there any of that? Like, where were some of the the lower points, the harder parts about being an entrepreneur for you? Yeah, and there's lots, you know, a very positive and optimistic person, but I hasn't been without pain, real pain. I think one of my biggest, I can't even call it a failure now because it's not how my mind sees it, right? But it could have been perceived as a failure. It was many years ago, I built a wealth coaching company on the Gold Coast in Australia. It was like my baby. It was the first big kind of empire I'd built. I got investors to back me. Everything about this business just happened. It was like 
you know, a wonderful thing about entrepreneurship is like that creativity you get to play with. So this was a creative business. We built a technology that was used around the world for helping people assess where they were at. And then we were able to basically track, coach people, mental people and see, you know, the beginning of six weeks and six weeks later, you know, where they'd come to with things like congruency and authenticity, intrinsic motivation. So we're actually able to assess, which is an amazing thing for human beings because we often don't see the changes that have happened in our life so if we have an assessment tool we can go ah okay I've gone up you know I've gone up 20% in my level of authenticity in my business so that was like my baby I was absolutely flying in this business and I was in a business partnership which was with some silent investor and we were just starting to take all these wealth investor clients to the level of clearing everything up and just moving into the my favorite part of all, which was the philanthropic side of it. And really my entire world is about legacy and philanthropic impact projects. So we took some leaders across to Asia to walk the path of a trafficked girl and see how we could give back into communities in Thailand and Cambodia. And it was just thriving, you know, that feeling when your business is just like, wow, this is my dream come true. And I'm, you know, I'm only young in my career. And this is many years ago now, this is 2013. And then boom, Friday afternoon, I get an email, not a phone call. And from my business partnership, basically to say, we're putting the business into voluntary liquidation. And I sat there and I remember the piece of cake was sitting in front of me, my friend across the table and the hot chocolate I was drinking. I remember this moment vividly. And I thought, how can someone put me into voluntary liquidation? It's my company. Then it just sunk. Hold on, I'm in a partnership. Something corrupt's happening here. And I lost everything overnight. And at that time, absolutely felt like a failure. I thought, what did I do wrong? I got in the best support to go through the books. Uh, we were that one company in a group of five. We were really the only profitable company, but they had been taking money out of our company and I'd been seeing two different books. So it's one of those things where you can't help but question yourself. Is that me? What did I do? You know, this is my, my company. It's my responsibility. It broke me without failure, but I'll tell you what broke me the most. And this is where I was determined to turn this crash, this failure into something incredible was that I had all of these events around Australia and New Zealand booked out. I mean, I was booked out something like 45 weeks, weekends a year. And I had all of these amazing human beings that were paid to be at these events and they wouldn't let me run the events. To me, that was the biggest sense of crush and I had to let my team go. So the failure and the wounding that came through that was massive. So what I did was well, basically lose everything, was get on a plane to Asia and go and work with the traffic girls and actually decided I could either become a huge victim of this. I, at that time, you can imagine my head, I just really didn't understand it, or I could actually seek out the next level. You know, I could level up. And I did. And my level up wasn't about making more money. My level up was about doing the right thing. 
So I went and worked as a volunteer for Destiny Rescue, which is an organization I still champion that rescues young girls as young as six years old. Gosh, every 26 seconds, a child is sold into sexual slavery. And so I was like, right, I'm not going to be a victim of this. I'm going to turn this into something great. And then ended up living in Asia and turning my business around, starting a new business, went through the courts to fight for my technology because they stole it. And I was able to get my technology back and continue to make a difference. But you can imagine the wounding that that can cause and the self-questioning and the self-inquiry it was a brutal time it it honestly probably took me a good 10 years to really release that experience I look at it now and I'm proud to say I paid off every single creditor I refused to go into liquidation some advisors say that was stupid for me it was a heart thing it was a thing around standing tall and to this day I've been in the field of transformational coaching and mentoring for 18 years I've still got clients coming back from those days to see me you know these days where my practice is open which is a really great outcome of a really tough situation yeah that geez that's quite the story and it speaks a lot to your integrity and I feel like integrity is one of those things that can't be bought I'm not sure if it can be learned I guess it can be but I think it is one of the cornerstones of resilience too because if you feel like you're doing the right thing then what can really stop you would you agree with that kind of thinking absolutely integrity is every single business I've done since I'm still human and I haven't done it perfectly and I've made mistakes without a doubt and most of the time mistakes have come through being busy so hence why one of the biggest principles I live by now is my thrive principles which is in my book the human reinvention formula and making sure I'm remaining grounded, making sure I'm continuing to detox my brain on a regular basis. Yes, there is a, such a thing as detoxing your brain, making sure I'm biohacking my body so that I'm actually sleeping properly, I'm grounded, my energy's right, I'm not running on adrenaline, and then also being really clear on my identity. So those three things are actually how I maintain my integrity and resilience because without that the world you know the world the world can find a feeling of spin sometimes everything speeds up well I've had to consciously particularly being a visionary like most entrepreneurs are we see such big visions and we feel called to them and sometimes the seeing and the calling actually can get a little out of hand that's the truth and because integrity is so important to me because I've seen so much corruption in my lifetime both personally and professionally it's a huge value but it's not as easy as just saying I'm going to be someone of integrity or I agree it's something that's built through life experience it is a decision though as well but I think the biggest decision is about how am I going to it's like resilience how am I going to become a woman a business leader who practices resilience who practices integrity the other one for me is a huge one which is congruency you know for me it's very difficult to run a congruent business if you don't know who you are and if you haven't done the work around identity and who you are and what your true purpose is for being here so these things are all important I believe Yeah. I wonder if you could tell us a little bit more about the, you know, the biohacking, the mental detox, that part of it, because it is tangible ways for people to be resilient. It's very nice to sit around and talk about, oh, we're resilient because we've been through this. But what about going forward? And how do we ensure that resilience stays with us? And it's a practice that we can build on. Yeah, absolutely. So I've been running Thrive programs for a couple of years now. And the main reason for that was 
like I said, I've been around 18 years doing this work, so it's quite a long time. And I've watched the transformation of technologies through that time as well. And actually a couple of years ago, after a big life change personally, I started challenging my own teachings. So I think you get to a certain point where you're taught by a coach or mentor or a trainer and you're trained into something and then you start to get to a level of maturity with it and then you start to challenge it and one of the things I was really challenging was around how do we be thriving human beings and that's thriving on every level and so that's when I wrote the book actually in about six weeks the human reinvention formula that we launched that actually in Australia in Uluru in a beautiful part of Australia very sacred land it was very amazing how it came about and then also in Noosa in Queensland. And then that, that book went all around the world, which was really cool. But that really started to have me come to a point where I was like, all of my teachers and mentors, fabulous pieces of the puzzle, but there was something new I was being called into. And it was this concept of thriving, of what I call today that I've opened the Healthy Humans Hub. Uh, so that's where we do this work because I started to see that these short-term projects weren't really building people for the long-term. So you'd go and do a, a development program, perhaps working on the mind, and you'd have people there and they'd do really great work on their mind or clearing their mind or stilling their mind, opening their hearts, connecting to higher self, all this stuff. But then they'd go home and then they would have chips and chocolate and Coke and their entire system and biochemical system would be out of whack. They wouldn't walk. They wouldn't move their bodies. So we were seeing a real correlation between the mind, the body, and the spirit. And people have talked about this for years, but it's incredible how many people say they want to be their best version, but they're not prepared to look at potentially one of those, okay, mind, body, or spirit. So I became, I put a set of contacts within my community that it was important we looked at all aspects of this. And through that, I had to do that too. And I think my, my world started to massively change yeah, I'm talking really like in here internally when all of these lined up, when I lost 18 kilos of weight, where I, when I started realizing brain detoxing is a, is a constant thing. If you've had trauma or tough times, we tend to be told that you can clear it once and it's gone. The reality is we've been exposed to thoughts and ideas and programs every single day. I'm personally off media and everything like that. I try and stay away from it. So I'm getting less programming than perhaps the mainstream. So if you think about every time we get exposed to anything, a photo, a thought, an idea, you listen to a song, all of this is influence. And there's a lot coming in. And, you know, one of our biggest issues out there is burnout and overwhelm. So we actually need to learn how to detox our brain. And we do it in a process that's gentle. It can be done over 21 days with the Healthy Human Hub. People can actually come on board long term and they actually are doing brain detoxing every second month. I mean, that's commitment. That's commitment. And that's what this sort of level, I believe, entrepreneurs need to be at, to be actually able to survive <laughs> and thrive through the realities of being an entrepreneur, which is often solo, <laughs> not always, but often solo. Often we're pushing boundaries that have not been done before. Often we've got a lot of people kind of like trying to make us mainstream, but we're, you know, we're sort of going through the jungle with them. So yeah, brain detoxing is a process. I believe now I'm backing it 100% in all my future work. I've been educated through a woman in, in the US who was a neuroscientist. And so there's science behind this. And it also links beautifully to my spiritual beliefs as well. So, and biohacking is so cool. Well, I had autoimmune 
disease and six viruses. And over two years, I biohacked my body. I got told that there was no cure for autoimmune, i.e. stress. And I have cleared every single indicator and all of those viruses through biohacking and brain detoxing. So I'm a really healthy woman today because of that. It hasn't been easy. That's your reality there. It's been a real commitment. But I know now I've got, you know, another, easily another 30, 40 years in me because of it. Things like infrared saunas, I will be having three to four a week. They basically constantly regenerating my cells. You can do kind of the radical stuff, but you don't have to. You can jump in ice baths. <laughs> you can do incredible levels of fasting. You don't have to be radical to buy a hack. You can do the finer tune points and start gentle. But what seems to happen is you start to build such an incredible feedback system in your body, you want more. And it's a nice thing to want more of. Rather than reaching for the chips, the chocolate, the coke and the wine, you're reaching for, I might have another sauna and pump some music out and feel deep, deeper and more connected to spirit. So that's the biohacking. It's about hacking the smaller things and sleep's a huge one. Sleep is a huge one. You, you biohack your sleep and your rhythm. It's like you become superpowered. You're able to sleep when you need to. You're able to rest when you need to. You're able to roll with the, the different dynamics of life. So, yeah, super advocate for that. And the three point is we always look at identity. If someone's unsure or they're playing on the fence or their, their beliefs or faith beliefs have gone misguided, there's no right or wrong way around spirituality or faith. It's just what you believe, but it's about being clear on it, right? Not being misguided on it, being really clear so you are able to tap into something bigger than yourself. I don't believe any of us can do the work we're doing without tapping into something bigger than ourselves on some level. So uh, super, super powerful stuff. Oh, and me, I love everything you've just said. And I think, especially for, like you say, entrepreneurs, because we're often in that solo space, there's often that need, that drive to keep going and to do better for ourselves and taking care of ourselves is so important, whether it is just getting more sleep or going the full gamut. Hey, I've just started like cold showers in the morning and that's like a really big deal for me because I never used to be able to even stand the thought of it. And now it's like my daily <laughs> ritual and I can't live without it. If I forget and I try to get out, I'm like, oh no, I've forgotten my, you know, my cold shower. I don't, yeah, it's funny how little things can really have a big impact. And I think as an entrepreneur, when you want to build a business. You want to build a legacy. And I think that comes like at this age too, where it's like, I want more and I want to be around for a long time because I want to build this into something great. So I need to be my best in order to do that. So definitely, I love everything you're saying. So we have a question for you just to switch it up a little bit. So if you could jump into a time capsule right now and go back about 20 years or so, knowing what you know now, what advice would you give to yourself? <laughs> Oh, gosh, the biggest piece of advice I would have is, I guess I kind of wish someone would have said to me, this is going to be a roller coaster, ride it with all your life, like just ride it, like a surfer rides a really adventurous wave. The other thing I'd say is look after your body, look after your mind, because the ride can be so fast and so exciting and then the crashes come and the biggest thing that can slow you down is when you're not clearing the mind of the experiences that are challenging and when you're not um, looking after the body. I mean, burnout and overwhelm is major, major issues in entrepreneurs, major serious issues. So, I, yeah, I wish I kind of had that wisdom 
back then perhaps wouldn't have gone through doing major tours and then ending up flat on my back being diagnosed with autoimmune and that type of thing. I, I perhaps would have asked for more support and more help. So that would be the second thing is I think sometimes we think that we're meant to know what we're doing. <laughs> But most of us are building stuff that's never, like sometimes never been done before. Or, and I think I did have a pretty strong, I mean, life is definitely not this out of me, which is great, but I did have a very, very strong determined attitude. <laughs> and I think if I had perhaps understood that it was okay to not know what I was doing, I would have asked for a lot more help through coaches, mentors, facilitators, guides, experts. And the, the other thing, I, I know there's a few, you only asked me for one, but I'm giving you one more. Do not do it alone. I know the world's circumstances have thrown a lot of us into isolation and it certainly happened to me. I launched my best-selling book, 12 Countries, and then boom, COVID hit. And I couldn't leave my house for months. And my tour got cancelled. I had worked for 15 years to get a top promoter to say, your stuff's great. And then it didn't happen. <laughs> so it's like, ah, uh, <laughs> you know. So it, don't do it alone. I think there's amazing communities like Resilient Entrepreneurs, uh, like our hub that can support you. And I think support goes a very, very long way. Authentic and genuine support goes a very long way. Jeez, to me, I would say that's resilience bottled up. But I guess resilience means different things to different people. So what would you say it means to you? Yeah. And I want to share really vulnerably here. I used to think that resilience meant being a superwoman, pushing through, not looking like I was struggling and keeping a smiling face no matter what. So everyone would be, so I'd be a role model for, for everyone watching me. And the truth is that was a, a fake resilience in a way because the truth is inside I needed help, I needed support and I wasn't looking for it. So the sense of life was challenging and I'm this resilient entrepreneur was a persona that I carried. Then I got it. And actually for me now resilience is about being able to ask for help, being able to say, guess what, this is my skill and my expertise and my genius and I'm going to keep going no matter what and there's nothing going to stop me, but I can't actually do it on my own. I need to be complimented by other amazing people. And resilience to me is a commitment to my health, my brain detoxing, my biohacking and my identity work. That's what it means to me now. It's a commitment to being human and accepting all aspects rather than kind of masking the things that didn't quite suit the way I was meant to be showing up. So it's this deep, genuine commitment to myself. And I think without vision and without a strong legacy or spiritual leadership in some way, it would be challenging. But because I have those aspects, it gets really challenging sometimes, but I never seem to give up no matter what. And I seem to have those that aspect of reaching out now that I in fact Vicky I reached out to you a while back I said hey my mojo's wavering you know can you help and you know as an amazing peer you did which was awesome super grateful for hey it takes guts it takes courage to be an entrepreneur and to ask for help along the way and it's just amazing that we have communities that we can communities and people individuals that we can lean on and we encourage our community to lean in 
to that support and to lean on other people because you know when you're leaning on someone else they're actually also leaning on you right and we just learn and grow from each other and that's what it's all about so we're very strong on community and you know encouraging people to choose their community wisely so that they are in the right company we truly believe that is an essential key to success in business is to choose your community wisely. So thank you for being part of our community. It's very easy to see after hearing you speak, even for this short half hour or so, how you became a three times best-selling Amazon author and you know international speaking all around the world and the creator of so many fantastic, beautiful things that have helped hundreds, thousands of people around the world. And of course, we know that you're going to keep going and being resilient from the inside, as you described, and we look forward to all the great stuff that is yet to come from Mia Monroe. Thanks so much for joining us on Resilient Entrepreneurs. It's a pleasure. Thank you, Vicky. Thank you, Laura, and everyone listening today. Wonderful to connect with you. Thanks for joining us on Resilient Entrepreneurs. We're Laura and Vicky from 241. We love supporting entrepreneurs, especially with mindset, marketing, and motivation, which is why we've built an incredible community of business founders who meet weekly in the Level Up League. If you'd like to know more about it, look us up at 241branding.com.